Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I want people to renovate for a deeper purpose because for me, it's not just a house, it's a home. But we don't want to just say it superficially. I really want people to own that. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm your host, Lori Gunning Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have interior designer Anita Yokoda. Anita, who's also a licensed therapist, says that she uses the psychology of intention to design functional homes where we can deeply connect. Basically, she's making therapeutic homes a thing. In this conversation, Anita shares how she toggles between her two professions when working with clients and how the professions complement each other. She believes that each of us has different narratives and intentions for how and what we want our homes to be. And so she teaches her clients how to identify zones in their spaces to create that intentionality and help it come alive. Anita shares how she's passionate about how therapy helps people to learn how to live authentically, and now, as an interior designer, she has an opportunity to show people how to do it at home in a tangible way using home decor and design. It's a great conversation about the intention of design and how we set up our spaces. So, let's welcome our guest, Anita Yakoda. Here's what I love, that you marry these two professions. You marry an interior designer and a licensed therapist. Yes. How do those two complement each other when you're working with clients? You know, it's so funny because I have two hats that I toggle between every day when I'm meeting them on site. And a lot of times it's negotiating what mirrors or what color paint we're going to use in the living room or what tiles we're going to use in the bathrooms between partners or two teenagers sharing a bathroom. 
and it comes down to communication and negotiation. (laughs) So I put on my therapist hat and we kind of dig through each other's feelings and we negotiate and we bargain, but it always comes out really beautifully in the end. And that's what keeps me going is we create these beautiful spaces where it improves their relationships. And that's what makes me so happy is that they come back and say, our Thanksgiving was the most effortless, absolutely beautiful Thanksgiving because we had the best time together as a family. We didn't argue or get cranky with each other because meal prep for Thanksgiving this year went just so great, you know, and we had the best memories. Um, You just did such a fantastic kitchen design. But most of all, we just got along this Thanksgiving and it just makes me so happy. It's so sweet. And is it something that you stumbled into because you started as a licensed therapist and then you moved into interior design? And as you were moving into interior design, Was there a spark one day where you were like, oh, there's more to this than just helping people figure out a color they want or a chair that they want? Was there like an actual moment where you said, oh, I'm bringing in my therapy work into this? You know, what's really interesting is when I was a therapist and doing home visits, so as a social worker, just being in the trenches, I would have to do home visits And one of the things that we were taught was to do like environment observations. So the first thing you would do is see how people lived and that would inform you about their emotional climate. Yeah. So we would kind of just see just even how they organized their front entry, how they organized their shoes and where they put their jackets. And if you immediately stepped into chaos, Mm -hmm. you kind of knew their emotional climate or if their home was overly sterile, right? If they were too closed up emotionally, that taught you something else about their family dynamics. So even as a therapist, I was able to use home design and how people lived in their home as a way to inform myself and teach them about how they lived in their home as a tool, home therapy tool, as I always talk about on Instagram and on my blog, and teach people how to use furniture and flow and paint colors as home therapy tools to improve self-awareness and self-care and increase your positive communication and all that. So yeah, it was kind of just initially just experience. And then I just built upon it. And then clients would come in and just talk about feeling stressed out about, you know, yelling at their kids all the time about cleaning up. And I found myself helping them with home organization first, and then talking about their relationships. But a lot of times you have to start with concrete things, right? Yes. And so I felt like I was a home organizer at some points before I was delving into deeper relationship issues. And so it just kind of over time evolved into this amalgamation of both. Mm, It is so cool. Yeah. It really is. And that's fascinating that your work as a social worker going to people's homes, how you turned it into helping them organizing, helping them with their spaces. It really does matter. It's something I think about all the time here with this podcast and on Hunker, how our spaces 
shape and affect our energy mm-hmm. and our identities. Yes. And this is something you've created, the home therapy method. Absolutely. I have a book coming out next year this time. I'm so excited to share with everyone. And I go deeper into it in the book. There's just, again, so many different ways that we can be creative in using furniture and how we angle chairs and sofas so that we turn them into more conversation pockets and corners um, instead of just using the sofa as a way to face the TV in one angle. You know, why not have furniture facing strategic ways to encourage conversations so that we have intentional activities we want out of that space, but it takes some forethought, you know, and intention. So my book discusses a lot of things that will help families, but also partners and also single people. Like I'm very, very cognizant of different stages of life and seasons because I remember as a single person living by myself in an apartment and wanting to, what you talk about that initial spark for me, I remember having my first apartment and that was an initial spark of my love for design. It was just so exciting to own my own space, you know, and how I can develop my self-care moments in that area and, you know, just DIYing. And that was my passion too. You know, just how can I grow myself in my own space through design and have my own place to just relax and also entertain and find my identity. It was just so, so exciting. So I'm always wanting to include different stages of life and using our home to have that therapeutic setting to discover ourselves in all these different seasons. Mm, Yes. And you've talked about how mental health begins at home. What are some of the ways that people can create healthy environments where they can thrive? And do you encourage people to pick specific colors or plants or use feng shui? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all have different narratives and intentions of what we want home to be for ourselves. So the first step is to sit down, maybe grab a cup of tea or coffee and just make a list of what kind of narratives or intentions you want your home to be. And then look around at the spaces you do have and identify different zones. So even if you have a small studio, you can create different zones to have different purposes. So once you've identified different zones, then create that intentionality, make it come alive. And so for me, different zones have evolved as our family has grown. And, you know, our guest room for many years was my mom's space because I had little babies and she came to help me with our kids because I needed help. Takes a village. But as the kids grew, she came to visit a little bit less and we went to her to visit in Washington State. And the guest room was kind of a stale area where it's like, why is this queen bed just taking up prime real estate? So during um, COVID, we changed that area into a multifunctional space into our mini bonus room. And we built a Murphy bed where the bed could be folded up. And I literally created a little bistro area, a little TV area, a little work from home and Zoom classroom area. And it literally had five different activity areas in this guest room. And it's been such a lifesaver because upstairs we didn't have kind of bonus room area. 
but we created a five zone area in a bedroom Mm. that actually worked for us. So find your narratives and your intention spots and make it work for you. I love that you created five separate areas in one room. Yeah, it's not even that big. It was a guest room. It's crazy. And you have said also that you like to talk to your clients when they want to do updates and renovations. You like to talk to them about their why. Yes. So I love this. And how do you help them identify their why? Yeah, it is so important to know the reason why they're renovating and not have it just be because the cabinet doors are falling off or it just feels like it's time. I really want them to have a purpose or again, going back to the word intentionality, because that is what kind of sparks that excitement and longevity of this project. Because as you know, renovating is not for the faint of heart and it's Mm. very stressful. So you need to have something that grounds you to get you through those stressful times. Yeah, It's a marathon. And once you have that why, that is what gets you through those times. And It gives you moments of clarity. And once you do finish that project, you also appreciate that space and you really grow and you use that space with intentionality too. It's a meaningful, and it's really a definition of home at that point, right? Mm, So I want people to renovate for a deeper purpose. Because for me, it's not just a house, it's a home. But we don't want to just say it superficially. I really want people to own that. You know, when people go to therapy, it's to learn how to live authentically. But now as an interior designer, I have this wonderful opportunity to share and teach people how to actually do it at home Mm. in a very tangible way using home decor and home design. I mean, that's so exciting. I love it. I love it so, so, so much. This is just like my passion. I was going to ask you because I know that you renovated your kitchen in the recent past. So what was your why behind that? This is so interesting. We moved in when my kids were very young and we couldn't afford a huge reno. And so we kind of just went in different phases and it was already in great shape. It wasn't necessarily my style per se, but I was already feeling very fortunate that we had this wonderful kitchen. However, the island was on paper, a wonderful idea, but functionality-wise, it was really blocking the flow. Mm. It was narrow and just blocking the refrigerator to the sink. Mm. So finally, 12 years later, we had enough budget to do it the way that it really should have been done. So I took away the island, which is so counterintuitive, right? Whenever you're searching for a home, usually we're always looking for a kitchen with an island. But I took away the island and I built a peninsula, which then opened up the space. And I created a flow where the pantry went to the refrigerator. And then I just created a circle, essentially, where my meal prep flow went from dry goods to fresh goods, to the cooking, to the kitchen sink, to the prep, to the actual reheating where the microwave was. It literally goes in that order. Mm. And now our family relationship, no joke, 
I literally saw our family get more involved because the flow was better. I was in a better mood because I meal prepped more. I felt like I was a more confident mom because I felt more encouraged in the kitchen, you know, to cook for my family. And Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Instead of feeling stressed and overburdened by a non-functional place to cook for my kids. It just changed everything around. And it really came down to finding my why in that space. And my why was I wanted to feel like I could feel better and do better as an individual for myself and for my family. I wanted to feel healthier. And if I feel healthier, then I could be a better partner and a better mother for them. And that was a great testament. And it's just been a great year of a transformation in that space. And are you feeling it? Are you feeling the why? Are you feeling like the benefits, like it's happening? Oh, absolutely. It's the flow. Like just taking out that island Mm. made a 180 difference. Yeah. So yes, I am feeling it. (laughs) You're feeling it. It's so good. I love it. Yes, absolutely. So I use that example with my clients all the time. So smart. Now, did you learn about design and spaces through your dad? Your dad was an architect. Yes. Your mom was a real estate broker. Yes. Did he talk to you about space? It's really interesting. I'm a self-taught designer, and so much of it was osmosis. He would teach us certain things, but really not like he sat us down and taught us, you know, theory or anything. It was more haphazard. Back in the day, he would do presentations. I remember to this day, he would make certain presentations and it would be out of toothpicks, you know, like buildings with toothpicks presentations. And me and my sister would sit there the night before and we'd pretend to be the audience. So a lot of just through osmosis, I think. Yeah. And then he'd have stacks and stacks of architecture 
books of design. He was really into Scandinavian design. And so I think that's where I, my love of mid-century modern came. And I'm from the Pacific Northwest, which has a very big Scandinavian community. Hmm. So I think that's where my modern design comes from. But yeah, it was never like sit down, here's theory and stuff like that, but just his passion and his love for design. And he taught me, he's like, Anita, whatever you see or love, whether it's the texture of a leaf in a tree, you know, he taught me just take pictures or draw. He loves to sketch Mm. and draw and whatever it is, he's like, take a memory of it and and somehow it's going to come into your design for something. Good words to live by. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then did your mom ever take you around to open houses when you were growing up? Oh, it's so funny you mentioned that. So growing up, my mom and dad, we would drive around and go to open houses just for the fun of it. Yeah. And this was even before she was a real estate broker. And this was before flipping houses. The two of them, they loved decorating our own home and their immigrants. So they loved just making their own home their own. Mm-hmm. That was their hobby between the two of them. And it wasn't like making it fancy at all. That's what brought them together was design. Mm. And again, it wasn't anything fancy, but they just loved going to see whatever houses for off sales, seeing what other people did with their homes. So we would on the weekends go maybe looking at what houses were for sale just to see what other people were doing for fun. And then for our home, they would kind of DIY things around the house or wallpaper the living room. My mom had stacks of better homes and gardens on the kitchen table all the time. And then when I was in high school, I'd rearrange my room all the time. And then in college, I was the go-to friend for, you know, apartment (laughs) decorating. And then in graduate school and as a new uh, mom in the neighborhood, I knew the best home goods stores, you know, in the neighborhood. And I just was always that go-to friend. Yeah. Your parents both were into DIY, you said? Yeah, you know, nothing super fancy, but they loved wallpapering, you know, in the 80s, it was like wallpapering and Mm -hmm. different things like that. But they were always tinkering around the house together. It was really cute. And that's what you're doing with your husband. (laughs) so Mr. Meticulous, as you call him. You guys do all kinds of DIYs together. We do. It's such a surprise. We met each other in graduate school for therapy. And, you know, we have friends from therapy school and they're like, how did this happen? Like, (laughs) we knew you back then. This is so strange. Now, are you both self-taught? Did you come together and say, let's try stuff? Or were you both like doing DIYs and then you discovered you both like it? Totally self-taught. Yeah, He's just kind of a handy guy and didn't know it. I needed help. And I would call him in. You know, I love tiling. I think it's just so fun to kind of, it's like a puzzle, right? And the designs, and you can't do it alone. Tiling is a big job. Mm. So I would on the weekends say, Travis, I really need help. Oh my gosh. And I think that you have to have a certain amount of patience to be able to do it all. And tiling, like you mentioned, you love tiling. That takes patience and skill. And I have to say, he's much more patient than me. Mm. I'm the big idea person Mm -hmm. and he's Mr. Meticulous. He is patient. I have to give him credit for that. (laughs) Now, has he ever come up with anything or have you ever come up with anything that was like a little bit off the wall 
wild. Yes. What is it? What is it? So the desert bathroom is all desert toned. It's more brown. You know, it's a taupe mm-hmm. color and it's a star and cross floor, which is a bigger, bolder pattern. Mm-hmm. We demoed and tiled. We did the whole bathroom by ourselves. I mean, a bathroom by yourselves is serious patience, dedication. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sticking with it. At one point, I just thought, should we just, but we were so tired. Oh my tired. gosh, but you didn't. But we didn't. It was a marathon and we finished. <laughs> nice. But that's what makes a house a home, you know? You put your heart into it and that's the narrative we wanted. Talk about why mm. is our daughter, our oldest, was so tired of sharing a bathroom with her two other sisters. Mm-hmm. As parents, we were so tired of hearing our three daughters fight every morning. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) So every time I wanted to give up tiling, I would remember my why, which is I wanted peace and quiet in the mornings. And I wanted to give this as a gift to my oldest daughter to have her own bathroom. Mm. And that was my why. Very cool. Speaking of how you and your husband do these DIYs together and working Mm -hmm. on a bathroom together, I know that you've been doing this challenge on love languages. Yes. So exciting. I love this so much because my family and I, not so long ago, we all took the quiz on our love language, and it does help in communication. Yes. And so... How does this help you to work together? Have you pulled it out to like use when you're working together? Yes. It's so helpful because when you're frustrated or stressed, it's helpful to know where they're coming from. Mm. So when I'm seeing him pretty stressed, I know when to back off or I know how to approach him. Mm. Or I know how to support him. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we project or we show support in the way we think we would want. Yes. But it's not necessarily how that person would want support. So once we identify or know what their love language is, then it's plug and play. Then we know what they want and they feel the support that they're getting. And it's just so much easier to empathize because really we all want to feel understood. Mm. We all want to feel acknowledged. And that's why people get in conflicts is when we don't feel acknowledged or we don't feel, you know, empathized. Mm-hmm. And that's where the communication goes awry. Oh, it's so helpful. And it also makes me think about goals and values that people can create, whether you're in a couple or you're in a family that shared like value and intention in the home. Have you created something like this for your family? Yes, yes. So the dining room table is our communication hub. And so even as a therapist, you know, I always really encouraged families to have a communication designated time. And it's hard. I mean, families are busy, partners are busy. And even if you don't have a family or a partner, just have a self-care check-in time with yourself is just as important. But life gets busy. Life gets busy. But it's really important to make that consistent time to check in with each other or yourself. So talk about home therapy tools. I use the dining table as a space where that's your communication hub because a lot of times we are on such a go, go, go mode. I don't know about you, but the dining room can often be that 
sometimes use space, sometimes not use space. A lot of times people just eat in the kitchen. Mm. So I often have the families really try to use the dining room as an additional activity place so that it's not just a place to eat, but also a communication area. So we have Sunday time designated to communicate and we try to make it light and fun, but also a time to just check in with each other and make sure that everyone's doing okay. And then we end it with something that is fun. We go out for a walk or maybe it's someone's birthday. So we go and do something fun, but we try to use that home space other than just eating. And that's where I like to double up on using that as a therapeutic space. Mm -hmm. So being creative with your home, you know, really try to utilize your home as a therapeutic setting. But again, nothing serious or clinical. Mm. Make it really fun and interactive and seeing it in a positive light. When you were growing up, did you have something like that in your household, a dining area space where you guys would gather or anything like that? You know, it's so funny. As you mentioned that, the synapses in my brain just went... Yeah. And it's so funny you mentioned that because growing up, our dining room was literally our hub. Mm -hmm. It was the work table where my mom did the bills. We did our homework. Um, Our piano was actually on one of the side walls where our, you know, our dining room was. And when we had guests or relatives over, that's where we would gather around and sit and chat and and reconnect. Mm -hmm. It literally was our connector table. That was our hub. It was near our front entry. So maybe that's why it just kind of was the landing point of our social connecting hub. So it's so funny that you mentioned that. And I wonder if that's subconsciously how I just like making this all come together. But I remember when I was younger and I was like almost feeling that it was too much. But now that I think back, I was like, no, what a wonderful spot that we had. So anyways, yeah, that was our spot. And now I I have a plethora of wonderful memories in that dining room area that really was our social connector Mm. um, space. So yeah, absolutely. That was really the best room in the house as far as social connection. It's so sweet. It was so sweet, Lori. Yeah. So sweet. Extended relatives in and out. And that table was just full of memories. But it's so funny. You just triggered a wonderful connector there. (laughs) I love it. Oh, my goodness. So here's one thing I wanted to ask you This is what we talk about on the podcast a lot, about how our homes are reflections of our identities, Mm -hmm. and now more than ever, I think. So how would you say that your home is a reflection of your identity? How does your home tell your story? So my home is a reflection of my personality. So as you can see, my aesthetic is light and bright, and that's definitely who I am, and you know, a sense of transparency, you know, there's white walls and natural light. So my personality is definitely very transparent. What you see is what you get. It's very bubbly and natural. So I love natural, organic, uh, raw materials, um, Mm. authenticity. I'm such a believer in living the authentic life. Yes, I love it. So Anita, I just have one more question for you. Uh Uh-huh. 
Our podcast is called Being Home with Hunker. What does being home mean to you? So being home to me means just being safe and secure, being really authentic and present in the moment. So not busily running around and kind of running on autopilot, but grounding yourself in your space and kind of just resting and living in the moment with yourself and with whomever you're with and enjoying whatever narrative that you have for yourself in that space and just relishing in it. So being grateful for what you have, just living that authentic life and hoping that you have that balance of boundaries and nothing perfect, but not too chaotic either because we're always striving for something authentic. So a balance of boundaries, yet something fluid. So that to me is what I would strive for. I would wish that upon everybody. I wish, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, that would be nice. Yeah. Anita, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time today with me. This was so fun. I loved meeting you. I loved meeting you. And I hope you have a great day and hopefully we'll talk soon again. We absolutely will. Thank you so much. To learn more about Anita, you can find her on Instagram at Anita Yokoda, where you can see her fun and fabulous DIYs and design ideas. Or visit her website, anitayokoda.com, where you can see the many projects she's worked on, her videos, and you can shop her favorite decor products. Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with Anita Yokoda. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, Senior Designer Maury Men, and Director of Audience Development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive.